Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Remember that changed. It is download the GameTime app now and use promo code CFBX. FBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog, pick them in college or NFL, and win up to twenty dollars in one twenty times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a hundred percent deposit up to a hundred dollars. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get fifty percent off your first month. Start making smarter bets today hey what's up this is sam macho and you're listening to old-fashioned football old-fashioned football Right now, you can't take any mother. All right, deal. I don't It's Monday night. There are two games tonight, so your matches are not over yet. But we're bringing you everything, every info from the games that have already happened, which was like 14 of them or something like that. I can't count very well. Uh, yes, that'd be 14. 14. All right. Before I get started, if you're wondering who you're listening to, this is Justin. You can call me J Mark. You can find me on the X at J Mark Football. You can find us on Twitter at Old Fashioned FB. And before I keep going, I got to introduce my co host on the pod and in life. She's kicking ass and taking names. You can call her Mer. Find her on the X at the Mer Mark. Mer, how you doing today? Doing great, Justin. <laughs> how are you? I am fantastic. I'm excited to watch some more football. Uh, the doubleheader is exciting. That mm -hmm. means football all night. I'm sure you're all excited night. about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm ready to sit, kick back and kick back relax. and relax yeah. a little bit. I hear you. Um, week two's done. Like we said, we got two games and uh because the games are starting in like 10 minutes we're gonna try to make this a little bit quicker than normal if we can that never seems to go to plan but that's all right shout out to nick in the chat let's fucking go and hopefully <laughs> justin's computer has restarted funny um i left it i had everything set up and i came back and it had restarted for some reason i think it is definitely time to get a new computer mm -hmm. however um it's fine now hopefully I hope I didn't just jinx myself, but anyways, I, I have to interrupt you for a quick, I know we're going to get, you don't this have quickly. to, but you can, I'm going to, <laughs> I have a confession, <laughs> a confession. Uh -oh. And I, I wanted to tell you, you were dealing with your restart stuff and then I needed to make our old fashions. And I was just like, whatever, but I just don't want to get to the end of the night. There's and no then in it. no, there's no orange. This okay. has nothing to do with our old fashions. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just don't want us to get to the end of the night and then get chewed out. 
chewed out. <laughs> yes. I may have messed up our toothpaste. What? <laughs> I was brushing my teeth because I always do that before I go on video. Same thing for work if I've like eaten, you know, and I, hadn't, I knew we were going on and I haven't, we had lunch, whatever. Anyway, I brush my teeth and I'm sitting there. I have so much on my mind and I'm just thinking and I am taking the toothbrush and I am just jabbing my toothbrush into the toothpaste. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> but it's a mess and I didn't have time to clean it. Like I and I looked down. I was like, "What am I doing?" But anyway, I didn't have time to clean it. And this is gonna. I know how picky oh, you boy. are on toothpaste. <laughs> there is a tooth. You are like if you're picky or anal about something, it's, it's your toothpaste. toothpaste. I guess I have not realized that about myself. I have really, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, Justin's gonna hate me." <laughs> so anyway, is it a new tube and everything? No, but I mean, okay. there's toothpaste in it. Well, at least it's not a new tube. Because <laughs> because we we were getting a little low, and had that been a new tube, that would have been good. But um, so what were you were you drinking before the show? It was not. I, mean, I was thinking. I told you, I just have a lot on my mind. Yeah. I was thinking, thinking. She was <laughs> drinking, but she calls it thinking. Um, yeah, that's um okay. Well, I guess we'll just, see that. I want to get this out now because we are going to go right to football, and then when the games are over, we're going to get ready for bed, and that's when I'm going to get. You know, my, on my, my night to be ruined. Yes. I want my night to be I ruined because like you found the toothpaste and you have your particulars about it. So. I uh, I don't think I know um, the last time I chewed you out, per se, about anything. But you are so I might give about you toothpaste. a WTF about it, but <laughs> exactly. But that is it. Um, <laughs> I already dropped one F-bomb. I apologize. Trying to clean my, my mouth up because we found that my R... Sorry, not my. Our six-year-old nephew likes to go through our YouTube videos, <laughs> so uh, I don't want to owe him too many dollars. And we have he thing will when... call us out if he hears us say a bad word. We owe him money. You owe him money. I owe him quite a few dollars, yes. <laughs> and I feel awful because I, I just try Technically, to not. Be if awful he hears this one, Nick is going to pay him because Nick made me swear because he put it in the chat. Okay, so Nick, you owe this you owe eight and a dollar. Um. Mom checking in. We will put a new computer and some toothpaste on your Christmas <laughs> list. <laughs> the essentials. The essential, essentials. essentials. Um, we got a lot to talk about, including injury studs and duds. You know the drill, mm -hmm. or hopefully you do. If you're new joining us, welcome. But uh, how'd your fantasy football teams do? Pretty good. I think I'm pretty happy. Um, listen to our start sit advice. For some of the players I had. Except for one. <laughs> I, I noticed one glaring that you did not. No, 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 no. I know. You and know who I'm talking about? Cole but, Komet and Nico no, Collins? Nope. Because I had to choose between them, and I chose poorly. I I was, um, Nick says what comment, the LFG comment. I was referring to, didn't you start Dalvin Cook, who was on our sit list? I might have. Yeah. Yeah. I did okay. You, did you I am not. I am not Cody with his 60, 70 fantasy football leagues. Somehow remember them all. Yes, and I am juggling double what I normally do. And I do have Delvin Cook in a league. I have him in our family league. Did I play him in our family league? I had to think for a minute. I bought myself time yes, to think about he, where he's he at. He got you negative point three points. Um, speaking of the family league, which I'm playing your mom in. Yeah, she creamed you. Okay, well, I didn't do good in that one. <laughs> Speaking of moms in our family league, um, your mom beat me by like 0. 0.5. She was points. so nervous and excited about it. Like she was like <laughs> 0.5 point. Yes, exactly. Was, yeah. And she was like, oh my gosh. It was close. <laughs> um, but mine aren't done. I still have 
I mean, the games tonight are going to impact. I feel like you set your chair. I'm just looking at our camera down here, and I feel like you set your chair just a slight low. Um, I just sat in it, Justin. <laughs> I, I know. It must have been <laughs> sitting low. Uh, yeah, stand tall. I see you now sitting up a little bit. Old fashioned FB is covering you a little bit. Um, thank you, Nick. Shout out to sure Murr and Justin there. for telling me to start Kirk Cousins on Thursday night. Oh, my goodness. I Yes, I started him over... Justin Fields. Yeah. And I am, I did it in a full PPR league. He got me over 40 points and I am pleased. Yes. He did very good. Had a huge game. Um, real quick before we get. I guess that had nothing to do with his points. I started him in a league where we have extra bonus points for quarterbacks. Yeah. I just realized. Yeah. You know, you it was extra. Something but... and it didn't make sense. Yeah. He did have a lot of points though. 20, I think like 27 in a standard. 30. 30. Okay. In a standard league. Uh, definitely a good thing. And I have a little clip here to play before we talk about what we're drinking. Okay. Okay. You probably didn't see this because this, this game was not on, but I saw it on the highlights today and I thought we had to bring it. Sometimes when we get going, we interrupt each other and I'm going to try not to interrupt you. I know I'm bad about it, especially when the chat gets going. <laughs> Cause I'm excited to talk to you all. Um, and so I'll interrupt a thought. I'll try not to do that because, well, just, I just want to point out, it's not like I'm not excited. I, you just no, said no, that I, like, no, no, I'm no. excited. I'm saying I can't I see the chat, people. Yeah. I have no idea what you're saying. I interrupt you because <laughs> of the, the chat, um, but I'll try not to because I know who you are talking to. Intentional grounding, offense number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty. I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. It's a 10-yard penalty in a lot. I'm talking to America here, and I know you're talking to America here, so I will try not to interrupt you. That was probably the funniest thing I've seen a ref say since the XFL when a ref was complaining after throwing a 15-yard penalty flag, personal foul, because a guy shot squirted water on him. And you could hear them because the refs are mic'd, and he was explaining to the other ref, he squirted water on me. Like, come on, really? But anyways... Um, he's talking to America here, so we're talking to America, <laughs> obviously, and uh, we'll try not to interrupt each other. Uh, What's up, it. Wesley? Good evening. Wesley's joining the chat. Before we keep going, what are we drinking today? We are drinking Heaven's Door, and it's their like trilogy pack, like yeah. pack that you can buy. Right it has their. Um, it is national. Bourbon Heritage Month. So in our old fashions today, I have their, I did their double, um, double barrel, double barrel. Yes. Bourbon. No, actually this is it. Okay. It's not a hundred percent bourbon. So this is a fail. That one's not. No, no, it is made. I'll get to it later, but there is two different bourbons blended in it mm -hmm. anyway. Um, but they have, we have their, we'll be trying and reviewing later on their straight. I don't, it's their Tennessee bourbon. And then, because they have a Kentucky bourbon that's different than what we have, FYI. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And then we have their, what we just said, their double, double. barrel, mm -hmm. and then their straight rye. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. Be interesting to hear about it, because I know you did a bunch of research on it, and I'm excited I had to time to really dig in. When you I do that, I read everything. I go to I everything. I look at everything, and I was like, okay, now what do I want to say about this? You're definitely better at that than me because I, I, when I get to their sites, there's so much to see that I get a little bit of ADD and I just want to mm -hmm. go right to the whiskey and see what kind of whiskeys they have. I'm like, yeah, this history is interesting. Oh, what's this whiskey? Um, anyways, <laughs> you've got like a minute left to place your bets. Miranda, 
Where can they place their bets? You can place your bets over on DraftKings. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. So get over there and do a uh, first touchdown. Jamal Williams, your guy. I'm calling for him to uh, get the first touchdown tonight. Ooh, spicy. (laughs) (laughs) Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and who has time to plan ahead? Not me. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make a Minnesota Bears game. I might not even want to see a Bears game by that time. But hey, let's say it rolls around and I think the Bears have a chance and we don't have anything going on that weekend and it's up in Minnesota. That's a six-hour drive for us. We could do or four-hour drive for us, I think. We could do that easily. So I'm going to head on over to Game Time, which has killer deals on last-minute tickets because I am a procrastinator and I'm always late. We actually started this podcast on time today. So wow to us but i'm not that way when i'm buying tickets so i go to game time with the best price guaranteed stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're gonna have they got flash deals last minute tickets easy to find and buy for events in your area plus my favorite part you get images of your seat views no more restricted view like the la rams have saw that on the x today uh, lowest price guaranteed. Also, event cancellation pr- protection, job loss protection. You lose your job, you can't go. They got you covered. Don't worry about it. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Plus, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem cfbx for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed so i'd like to point out yes we weren't on time we were you took us live and then you're like oh crap my tweet didn't go out i forgot i like to do can you even call it a tweet I like, yeah. Is it an what, X now? You're not My tweeting. X didn't go? X me. <laughs> X me on the X. What is it? It's still a tweet. It's um, a tweet. Yeah. It's, it's got to be. I, I want to know what they're called now. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree. This is all confusing anyway, to me. Anyway, I was not the, the reason we were late. No, you weren't. Um, Yeah, I, I got us rolling. You probably, if you were here early, you saw the bar scrolling that will be here soon. Just wanted to... uh get a tweet out i like to share the youtube link and i had forgotten to do that um shout out to wesley i, I already said hi sorry i'm getting backwards now uh our mark hey need some winning advice ask the question we'll answer the best we can 
Jill says, I seriously am questioning if you two are throwing it on purpose in the family league. It's yeah. We just want you guys to feel good. I think you need to knock it off. Let's just (laughs) knock it off. They, the hoys over there have um, really big heads from week one. Yes. Or they swept everybody. Or just in general, they do. I think it runs in their their (laughs) bloodlines. Let's talk about some injuries. (laughs) Let's do. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Our former Chicago Bear running back, David Montgomery, has a thigh bruise. They said he's uh, week to week. He said he could miss a couple of weeks. They're going to play it by ear. It must be a pretty bad bruise. I'm just just thinking about it. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk, which... I, this one just upsets me too. I think all of these upset me at this point. <laughs> the injuries never stop. There is no update on the severity of his shoulder injury, but he's likely going to miss time. If you have him, I would look for um, Jennings. Yeah, Mr. Jawan Jennings. Yep, Jawan Jennings as a potential replacement. Yep, Joe Burrow reaggravated that calf. Uh, there's no update. I don't know why they started in week one because it looked like he was not healthy. Mm-hmm. And if you drafted him, you've been severely disappointed because Me? <laughs> yes, you, uh, he has not put up points at all. So what do people do if they have a, like, do you think like, cause he's going to be relevant at yeah. some point. Do people trade him, Justin? Like I'm sitting here thinking like, I don't want him to ruin any more of my season. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends what you could get for him, mm-hmm. but it is Joe Burrow. I think once he's healthy, he'll be back on track and looking like Joe Burrow. So I wouldn't trade him personally. I, I would get by, and we're going to talk about some guys that can help you get by as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Saquon Barkley, he is calling it a, like they're calling it a normal ankle sprain, but he, whatever that means. Yeah. He's out Thursday and considered week to week, but the expectation right now is three weeks. Yes. I remember when you thought I had a normal ankle sprain, I was on the floor of the forest and you were saying, get up, get up. And it was actually broken. So, I mean, I don't know what a normal one is. Two places, two places, two places, (laughs) some little tears, no big deal. Uh, Going to go through two here. Odell Beckham Jr., minor minor ankle injury, but they said he should be okay. And Darnell Mooney has a knee bruise, but they said he might not even miss a week. So maybe nothing to worry about mm-hmm. there. Don't panic. Not that you're panicking over those two, because if you're counting on them to win your league, <laughs> you needed to draft better. <laughs> yes, and disappointedly, uh, Anthony Richardson got a concussion. Yes. So we're going to have to see. What now, that turns out to be. The only non-disappointing thing is he did run for two touchdowns before that. No, I that. know. It was exciting. Yeah, so at least he put some points up for you, but those concussions mm-hmm. are always scary. Uh, I feel like they're getting more and more common, too. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of concussions, Jacoby Myers still in concussion protocol. Yeah. That was from week one, so he's still struggling with that. I read a thing. I hadn't realized it. I was reading up a little bit on Tua because Tua has looked really good. Tua missed the last five weeks of football due to his concussions. He didn't pass the concussion protocol until February. So that's like two and a half months Mm -hmm. of concussion protocol. Do we know, like, did he have a concussion in college? Tua? No, 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 no. Jacoby? No, 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 no. Richardson. Richardson. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember him being hurt with a concussion, but I don't don't follow it Mm -hmm. that close. So I, I can't speak to that for sure. I mean, we don't know the severity of it or anything, but I'm just wondering, like, if it first time and if it's minor, if it won't be. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think. Uh, yeah, I I think if you're worried, like if you have Richardson, you're worried about it. Grab some Minshew mania. Minshew looked good in his place. <laughs> Gardner Minshew with his nice 
Oh, man. Uh, mustache. Anyways, who else okay. we got? Um, Jags wide receiver Zay Jones. Um, he injured his knee. It's being tested. There's no update right now. Yes. That which, I saw. Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, I have already failed this city. I added these nice little new things on the side here, and I forgot to click over to injury report. Uh, the other one, this was confusing. This happened like right before kickoff at, yeah, noon. at noon. Now he right? was the late game, but still I was scrambling. Yeah. Cause I was like, I'm going to and... just try him again. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And I had to swap him out in a couple weeks. But yeah. Cam Akers made inactive for no reason. There's been a lot of talk today that he's in a lot of trade talks, mm-hmm. um, trade conversations, so I imagine he's going, this happened last year. Cam Akers started the week one inactive and everybody was confused about it. And I am too. I, I don't get it. I know Kyron Williams had a great day. Mm-hmm. We said to sit Kyron, but we did not know. That well, I didn't were know going that. To, uh, so the people who picked up Kyron Williams are looking pretty smart right now. Absolutely. Well, we also gave him out as a waiver. I guess we, we covered did, both bases. But we but yeah. gave him as a waiver, but I, we weren't, I wasn't ready to give up on Cam Akers after week one. Right. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I, yeah, no, he's going to get traded to another team. I think, um, you think about, I mean, even the giants without Barkley, if it looks like it's going to be four five, six weeks, mm-hmm. maybe that's a team that could use cam makers. I don't know. We're going to have to monitor that one. Same with the lions with David Montgomery. We're going to talk about some of those people that can fill in for them. We have a quick question to get to before we talk about sir throws a lot, uh, Tyler Lockett or Jalen Waddle. This one is a hard one because mm-hmm. Waddle currently has he's in the concussion protocol. So you got to monitor that and try to see how how long that's going to be. But I like Waddle. I like that Miami Dolphins offense. Better. I do too. Yeah. Personally. Lock it, they're both solid. Mm-hmm. But I like Waddle's upside more just because of that Dolphins offense. I think they're the better offense of the two. So anything else to add on injuries before we talk about Sir throws a lot? I think we covered the the main the ones. bulk of the list. Yes. If there's one that's worrying you, let us know. We'll uh, do some digging, see what we can think. But before that, there we go. I am struggling with the computer today. Apparently. This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback, and now it's time for Sir Throws a Lot. Would you like to do the honors? I will. I'll do the honors this week. Thank you for that, Jim. <laughs> This week's throws a lot is Matt Stafford. Yeah. He had a good battle against the 49ers. Sorry, Nick. He threw 55 times, completing 34 of those for 307 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. 20 of those throws were targeted at Puka Nakua. Puka. For the record, we did throw him out as a waiver previously. Yes, we did. And Puka setting records. Um, he ha- is now the record holder of most catches by a rookie in a game with 15 and most catches in the first two games with 25. And uh, he's only 22 years old. 35-year-old Matt Stafford not having any time getting along with him, apparently, because he's throwing to him a lot. <laughs> I know. Just just saying. Just saying with all that hubbub about that. That was his wife who started that hubbub. Yeah, that was... well. <laughs> She was obviously wrong. I know. Maybe she just wants him to retire. She wants him to be around the house a little bit more. But um, I don't know. I do like Puka, though. And uh, maybe you want to do some prop bets or something. Well, 
Check out Hall of Fame Bets first. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter the parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's right underdog fantasy promo code sgpn and get up to double your first deposit of up to a hundred dollars yes that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn uh i tweeted this out or i x'd this out i don't know what you want to call it but i i didn't realize that uh the games had already started so but anyways i liked kenny pickett higher than half a total yard they're running another promo jamal williams higher than 59 and a half rushing yards and miles sanders higher than two receptions now back to old-fashioned football i just wanted to give jim one more (laughs) one more uh shout out there should we talk a little studs and duds yes we should um dan jones is back i think do you think he's back he's no longer (laughs) daniel jones like he looked the first six quarters he's, of play he's, he's got a split personality here man. uh he was projected 18.4 and he finished with 30.74 against the cardinals yeah and they, we already talked about kirk cousins yeah most well most of dan jones's was in the second half he was terrible mm-hmm. the first half but yeah kirk cousins you like that <laughs> kirk cousins was projected 18.3 finished with 30.56 versus the eagles and a i was gonna say in a half ppr but obviously that doesn't matter standard standard uh, for quarterback right yeah yeah i um, like every league is of, a little different we have but, some crazy points for quarterbacks depending on yards yeah we do well we have <laughs> 40 and 50 um touchdown point yeah touchdown mm-hmm. bonuses so our mark says thanks for puka advice by the way I did see that he got him on the waiver wire in our league and duds, the bears team. Yeah. Nick is fired. Um, no, anyways, let's talk about some running back studs. All right. Uh, Brian Robinson. Love this dude, by the way, he's projected 9.9 and he finished with 27.9 against the Broncos. I believe somebody else in the family got advice from me to pick up Brian Robinson. So they should be Mm -hmm. very happy right now. You're welcome mother. Um, but yeah, Brian Robinson, what a story after last year as a rookie got shot mm-hmm. and, and then came back just five or six games afterwards. Didn't look the best then, but he's looking really good now. Dondre Swift, speaking of looking good, Kenny Gainwell out with a rib injury. And so Swift is projected 11.2, pretty good for a running back. And he dominated that game. He got 25.6 against the Vikings. What a game. And Raheem Mostert projected 11.4, finished with 25.2 against the Patriots. And let's talk about some of wide receivers who are just on fire. Keenan Allen 
projected 12.3, finished with 27.1. Mike Evans projected 11.4, finished with 26.1. I might have said, did I say 27.1 for Keenan Allen? Anyway, they're a point apart. (laughs) Yeah, and I got this clip of Mike Mm -hmm. Evans. This is, to me, this is a, first of all, start all alpha wide receivers against the Mm -hmm. Bears going forward because they're going to eat just like Mike Evans did. And Mm -hmm. second of all, I'm liking this Baker-led offense. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both doing much better than I. Kind I of I was I stayed away from Tampa for Tampa players. This yeah, we we kind of threw out that maybe it could work out. This mm-hmm. is the best receiving group Baker's played with. But anyways, I have this clip. I they've been pretty successful during the course of the game. Third and long, Mayfield off his back foot works. Mike Evans, Mike Evans, touchdown Tampa. Sorry to the Bears fans like me to make you watch that again. Um, My mom had Mike Evans. Yes. She was excited about that. Yes. I was not excited me about either. her cheering for him. But <laughs> anyways, a couple tight ends. Of course, our boy TJ Hawkinson mm-hmm. out of Iowa, the University of Tight Ends. Projected 10.6, finished with 22.1 versus the Eagles with his two touchdowns. And... Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, mm-hmm. who was on our start list. Projected 6.4. Crushed it with 14.2. Yes. So talk about some duds that it's not the entire Bears team, but some other <laughs> duds. Yeah. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence really uh, did not. He only got about half of the points he was projected. Projected 18.7. Finished with 9.24. And Jimmy G. Um, are people starting Jimmy G? I, they might be. <laughs> I mean, you, you if you're in a... Uh, like a super flex league. Uh, yeah, I know. Something. I'm just, yeah. I think it's just, I don't know. Anyway, he was projected 15.2, finished with 7.5 against the Bills. Yeah. Well, they won that first game, the Raiders did. And then he had right away, the Raiders scored against the Bills with a pass to uh, Devontae Adams. And that was pretty much the end of Jimmy G's day. <laughs> um, running backs, Alexander. One play and done. <laughs> yeah. Running backs, I'm going to say two of them first and then talk about Alexander Madison. Uh, running backs, Josh Jacobs and Joshua Kelly, both duds. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, 14. He was projected 14, finished with seven. Josh Kelly, 13.1, finished with 3.9. Alexander Madison projected 12.2, finished with 3.4. I wanted to talk about this because this is a current events thing. But apparently, Alexander Madison received racial slurs threats death threats hate comments on insta and Mm -hmm. social media because of his bad day i just read a thing that the college player for colorado state that hurt colorado's player i forget who his name was but he received death threats a a kid he's a kid in college and he received death threats for the hit on this kid this is football these people are human beings though Mm -hmm. you cannot care about your fantasy football team so much that you want to get on social media and act like a tough person and make hateful comments and that's death and threats, it's what it was. It was racial from, slurs from his bad day and him yeah. failing their their fantasy, fantasy football team yeah it wasn't even just which is it's wrong either way like it's wrong completely but it wasn't a fan who is pissed off because the Vikings didn't have a good game or like because of him or he messed something up. It was fantasy football related yes. that these came from. Your your game, your game that you're playing with your friends or maybe mm-hmm. it's not friends or whatever. And sure, some of us invest money, but who cares? Because these are human beings and not that I want to lose listeners, but if you're on the track that you like to 
go on social media and make death threats to people because they didn't do well in your game, you can get on out of here. Anyways, very passionate about that. I just, I don't know what's wrong with people. I just don't get it. Yeah. People are crazy and yep. I'm right there with you. Anyways, let's talk about these disappointing wide receivers who should have been just easy. Like just your wide receiver ones on your roster. Jamar chase projected seven. He finished with 5.6 against the Ravens and Calvin Ridley projected 14 finished with 4.2 against the Chiefs. Yeah, that, that, one, that one hurt, especially for me. I was mm-hmm. very excited about Calvin Ridley. Uh, he had a great after, first week. Yeah, especially after that first week, but <laughs> just didn't work out I think, this week. Like it's still it's too soon to react like we're just, yeah. we're in week two or going into week three. It's too soon to know like. People can have an off game too. It's yeah. just too soon to react, react to some of these. That game was weird. Um, just the Jags, it felt like they spent 20 minutes in the red zone at the end there and just couldn't get anything done. And mm-hmm. they, they should have been, that game should have been closer with the Chiefs. Uh, it's finished 17 6. So disappointing game all around for Jaguars. Uh, uh, on the night that I, or on the day that I said, maybe I'm going to be a Jags fan because at least they're exciting to watch and they put up <laughs> less points than us. So maybe not. So maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both tight ends, George Kittle projected 9.4 finished with 4.5. Sorry, Nick. And then of course, who's surprised here? Kyle Pitts projected 7.6 <laughs> finished with 2.5. He's an auto fade, right? You have for to. me. I mean, I'm not. I have no shares of Pitts. You cannot. If you have him, you cannot start him comfortably, and think that he's going to do well going forward. I, I mean, you just you have to wait until he gets on the same page with whatever, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, chat. Why don't you put in there? I'm curious, and maybe you're curious. Maybe you don't want them to put it in there. But <clears throat> why don't you put in there what your worst, uh, your dud was, I guess, of this week, and who your stud was. So Josiah Hoy says, do you think Olave will do good today? I do. I do think Olave will do good today. Mm-hmm. I'm um, counting on it. <laughs> it's pretty early on in the game, so he doesn't have any points. There's only one catch to Michael Thomas so far. But your boy has three carries for 12 yards, Jamal Williams. Jamal. So anyways, thanks for checking in, Josiah. And Nick said no points for Zay Jones, even though. He should have gotten two touchdowns in red zones due to penalties. Yeah, that was disappointing as well. And now he's dealing with the injury. So, mm-hmm. all right. Should we move on to the waiver that wires? The main reason we're here. Yes. We have one less game of stats yeah. behind all this. but Yeah, because there's two tonight, you mean. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I'm following. I was <laughs> like, Normally, we're just waiting on the Monday night game. There's two yeah. Monday night games tonight. So, we don't have all the stats that would be backing for, yeah, I, was well, I mean, s- these the stats we're bringing you are still stats like this, right? The data, yeah. but we would normally have a little bit more information on some more players for people. Well, I was gonna say, we're always sorry. I know you're talking to America, and I almost interrupted. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm talking to America here. I just need you to do that from now on to call <laughs> okay. me. I'm talking to America here, uh, anyways. Yeah, I was getting confused because you said we have one game less, and we always have one game less, but you one additional game. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Yeah, let's jump right into quarterbacks. The the young quarterback out of North Carolina, Sam Howell, who had his first start last year, and Ron Rivera said, I didn't know Sam Howell was going to be that good or we would have started him earlier. What? <laughs> like, there's some <laughs> of the things that he says as a coach that probably should get him fired. However, he's the 11th-ranked quarterback right now, and if you're in a 12-person league, why are you not rostering him 
if he's the 11th ranked. He's throwing an average of 250 yards and one and a half touchdowns a game. We know he has good mm-hmm. weapons like Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Only rostered in 9.4% of ESPN leagues, 22% of sleeper. He does have a tough game next week, but then he plays Philly, Chicago, Atlanta, Giants, Philly again, and New England. All aside from Atlanta have allowed quarterbacks to really pass the ball on them, especially Chicago. (laughs) I wouldn't go crazy on Fab with him because you're essentially getting him to see if he continues to have the success stash and see him. I mean, the commanders are two and zero, but they did play some inferior teams. But if you didn't have, or if you did have burrow and you have no backup and burrow is looking like he might miss a week, mm-hmm. Howell is a great replacement in my opinion of people that are out there. So I would do five to 10% of your fab, but if you're the burrow manager with no other options, I would bump that up to like 15%. I also am. I'm liking CJ Stroud. Um, he is a 16th ranked quarterback right now, but he has thrown more passes than any other quarterback in the league. I really liked his chemistry with Nico (laughs) this last week. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, he has Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Robert Woods. They're turning out to be really reliable pass catchers for him. Bobby Tree. I, you what? hate what? this guy, Justin. You need to calm down. I knew you were going to say Bobby a Tree. strong word, but yeah. As soon as I said Robert Woods, well. I was like, he's going to say Bobby Tree. <laughs> um, he had a rough first game against Baltimore with only 10 points, but he threw for 384 yards and two touchdowns this week against the Colts for 21 fantasy points. Yeah. We did mention him last week, but he's still only rostered in 7.4% of ESPN leagues and only 24% of sleeper leagues. Just like Howell, if you don't have a decent backup and you had Burrow, I think that Stroud should be somebody who's on your radar. Um, I would maybe go 5% of my fab for non-Burrow managers, maybe 10% or more if you have no Burrow and you don't have a reliable backup. Yeah. Uh, No, I agree. He has looked good. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about Tank Dell as well. But we told a lot of people to start Nico, and it paid off. Shout out to the chat. Russ Hansen checking in on Facebook. Just a (laughs) wave to the marks. Looking good. Thanks, Russ. Thanks for stopping by. All right. Uh, Should we talk about some running backs? Yeah, I, I want to get into this one okay. because Saquon's going to miss time. And I have already seen everybody saying, mm-hmm. you know, you need to get Matt Breida now, blah, blah, blah. So they do have three other running backs, Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell and Eric Gray. And it's very possible this ends up being a committee because nobody is going to step in there and replace Saquon's value. You saw mm-hmm. how good he was yesterday, whether it was receiving or running the ball. But all of these guys are rostered in less than 1% of leagues, and everybody that I've seen today saying go after Matt Breida, I would be hesitant on that. If In a, in a PPR, Breida is probably the better option because he is their pass-catching option. Mm-hmm. But last year when Saquon was out, Gary Brightwell was actually the guy that got the start. Um, he had 11 carries for 60 yards when Saquon was injured, and then in the same game, Breida only had four carries. But Breida did have seven catches, but only for 12 yards. But again, that's where that PPR would be. In Brightwell's limited action, he's had four and a half yards per carry. So he is a a pretty good option. Um, Breida has had success as well. I know last year in a big win over the Colts, he got some carries, nine carries for 59 yards. But anyways, everybody's going to tell you to go for Matt Breida because he's listed as their RB2. 
And I know that on the one carry, they had one running back carry after Saquon got hurt and it went to Matt Breida. But I think it's Brightwell that gets the start here. That's just my opinion. I could be way off, but I think Brightwell. <laughs> going against yeah, I'm going against else. the the most of the media there. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Brightwell that gets this start, and Breed is going to continue to be a pass catching back. That you know he spells him every now. He's a change of pace back. Eric Gray, the rookie they drafted, he could get mm-hmm. some work, but I don't see him getting as much as the other two. I don't either. My my preference in order right now is Brightwell, Breda, then Gray. Brightwell, I would do 10 to 20%. If news comes out that this injury is long-term, we we just heard three weeks. I think they're going to look at that this week, and mm-hmm. I think you're going to see it move to more to four, maybe six weeks. That's, that hurts. It does. <laughs> uh, so I would do 10 to 20% on Brightwell. I would do 10% of Fab on Brita. Eric Gray, I 1% or less. He's, I don't think he's that he's going to be yeah, deeper, maybe. But these guys, maybe we're wrong, maybe more, but yeah, these guys are, um, they're a start now. They're they're not going to be long-term relevant, but these are guys that are going to get you by while Saquon is out. Sorry. I have to get off my soapbox there because I just, I saw a lot of the Brita thing and I just, Mm -hmm. I don't get it because if you look at the data from last year, it was not Brita. It was Brightwell that filled in when Saquon was injured. But anyways. All right. Um, another one for you. Uh, we know that. Mont, uh, David Montgomery. He's my, I was going to say Monty. I don't know if everybody knows Monty. Monty. Anyway, <laughs> David Montgomery is going to miss, uh, some time. Yes. So looking at Detroit, I think maybe Craig Reynolds. Yeah. Um, no. and this is, this is just like a, maybe a spark, a spot, <laughs> a spark, a spark. <laughs> I was wow words. I think the whiskey's already affecting me. <laughs> a spot start. That's what I was trying to spot say. Start. Yes. Um. Next week, if Montgomery misses time, yeah, he's zero percent rostered. So this is. I'm just throwing this out there. Um. I don't have high expectations for him as this may completely become Jameer Gibbs' show without yeah. Montgomery. Everybody that drafted Gibbs so early. I smirk because I was saying, don't do it. Uh, he's not, on, he's I mean, not paid off. No, he hasn't. But maybe he will right now. He might now that um, Monty's out. But I still think they don't want him to have I don't, the full workload. I, I think that this is a two running yeah. back system. Agreed. And so that's why I think that people need to watch for Reynolds. Yeah. Um, Reynolds filled in for him before. He's been there a while. Mm-hmm. He knows the offense. And, and like I said, this is more of just like a desperation move if – you're like me and invested in Barkley, Montgomery, and Eckler. Yeah, because we don't know when he'll be back either. <laughs> no. It's it's just so rough. It's I've got a already. league that's I, I don't have a single league that's not impacted by injuries right now. Yeah. Um but anyway, I think that this is just a pickup that would be relevant for short term, but could pay off if you need that help. Yes. Um for some stats for you in 2021 after what at the time when they had Swift and Jamal Williams um, were ruled out, he had 83 yards on 11 carries the next week. He got his first career start and had 12, 112 yards on 26 carries. So if Montgomery's out and they can continue to keep Gibbs a little more limited, I think that you can expect maybe 50 to 60 yards from him. So, I would five or less percent of your fab, maybe 10 or more if you need a running back short term and you really need that help. 
if you're impacted by those injuries. You're going to be shared on a lot of reels if Craig Reynolds has 50 to 60 yards next week. You realize that, right? <laughs> Just like the, the Jordan Addison, I know we're going to tout on Thursday for our start set, but Jordan Addison, you nailed it. You said 14 to 15 points. He had 14.7 right, right in between, where you put him. A little closer to that 15, which I like. Yeah. Um, no, I like the Reynolds play. I, mm -hmm. I agree that they're going to go with him as the kind of the pounding running back while mm -hmm. Gibbs is more of the lightning. Uh, potential spam calling me. No, thank you. Uh, how about Fab? Did you say Fab? Yeah, I did. did you you did? not listen to me? I never heard you say Fab. Are yes, you sure? I said maybe 5% or sure. less. If... <laughs> you know, um, 15, 10, I didn't say 15, but like 10 or more wouldn't mm -hmm. go above 15% fab. Yeah. If you really need the help right now, short term. Yeah. Cause it's only going to be relevant while David's out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Tajay Spears. I think he's going to continue to be involved. Now his snap percentage dropped. He went from 54% to 37, but he was used more efficiently in that time. Eight carries, 49 yards, two receptions for just six yards, but still it's mm -hmm. two catches. And he's a guy that he's a deeper league flex if you need some help there, especially, you know, week four. Is it week four that buys start already? Or is it week five? I think it's week five. I, I couldn't tell you. But anyways, buy <laughs> right weeks, <laughs> weeks are going to start soon mm -hmm. before you know it. And you're going to have to look for some of these deeper guys to throw in there. Also, if Henry does happen to get hurt, which we really hope he does not obviously but i think spears would be an instant rb2 in your fantasy lineups he's rostered in 13 percent of espn leagues 26 percent of uh sleeper leagues and he's the 40th ranked running back which to me is kind of that fits into kind of the flex spot mm -hmm. flex. depending on how deep your league is of course i mean we're in some 12 team leagues but we're also in a league that is well it's about to be cut down to 16 when somebody gets the chapa tonight in our guillotine league but yeah, he's he's a stash and see. I mean, you might spot start him here and there, but he's a stash and see if he continues to get involved. Uh, I wouldn't do any more than 10% fab. Sorry, got a little uh, distracted with Josiah yelling potential spam. That's what came up on my phone. <laughs> I'm also watching the game so that I can update if there's any scores or anything. We're so far, seriously multitasking here. <laughs> yeah, so far there's no scores. I mean, no touchdowns. So anyways. Okay. Let's talk about receivers. Wide receivers. I've got Tank Dell. Oh, he was on our start list. He was, but he is Fun not fact. heavily rostered. After receiving only 9% of the target share in week one, we had him listed on our starts because the team said they wanted to get him more involved. And I feel like when they say they want to get somebody more involved, you should listen to that. More involvement came. Yeah. And he led the team with target share of 23%. Uh, yeah. He had seven catches on 10 targets for 72 yards and a touchdown. And just from what I'm seeing for the first couple weeks, it looks like the Texans are wanting to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. And they look like they might be playing from behind often as well. Stroud, like we just said earlier, and like, like I said about Stroud, he has thrown more passes combined over two weeks so far than any other quarterback in the league. Dell is a great talent, and despite having both Nico and Robert Woods, Bobby Tree, Bobby Tree, your Bobby Tree, to compete with, I think that Dell should be a really nice flex piece. Yeah. And I'm okay. I'm just gonna throw this out there. <laughs> I'm okay starting him next week against 
the Jags. Yeah, I think he has another good game. Texans have historically mm-hmm. done well against the Jags, even when they're not good. So that'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah, but he, um, like I said, he's not he's not heavily rostered. Only three point eight percent rostered in ESPN, twenty one percent rostered in Sleeper, and right now he's a thirtieth ranked wide receiver. So for me, he's a spot start for next week and a stash and see. And I would go maybe fifteen percent of my fab for him. Yeah, I I like Tank Dell a lot. I think maybe he's more gonna, than that. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you if you need receiver help for sure, uh, maybe you're dealing with some of these injuries. Not a not a ton of receiver injuries right now, but you know they're coming. Bye weeks are coming, so I think Tank Dell is going to continue mm-hmm. to be a good piece of their offense. Uh, another another young guy, another rookie that I like. Um, I meant to grab a clip and I forgot to do it. Dang it! I'm sorry, I failed y'all. Failure. <laughs> but this one is kind of a stash and see because. Technically, he's only had four targets, so that's not screaming like, go grab this guy right now. But Marvin Mims of the Broncos, he showed his big playability last or last week. I was going to say it was yesterday, literally yesterday. He had two catches that he turned into 113 yards and a touchdown. He's a big play guy. And and just ask PSR host guy that's on the X at PSR host guy, DJ Eric, how he feels about Marvin Mims. He said he was going to be a top 10 wide receiver. That's the video I was going to have on our whiskey table. Uh, oh. If you remember, he's going to yes. be a top 10 wide so receiver. They were. I forgot to pull that in. Maybe I'll pull it in for our, our start sit uh, episode on Thursday. Join us six o'clock on Thursday. But anyways, he's a 24th ranked wide receiver right now, mainly because of that huge play for a touchdown. They might want to continue to involve him. He's rostered on 7.2% of leagues, 21% on sleeper. That was ESPN and sleeper. But I would do a small amount of fab because I don't know if I trust Russell Wilson. They were behind and slinging the ball a lot. And I wouldn't be the person that overpays for him because of one big play. But if nobody does, if everybody else is along that line, pick him up and stash him. See if he continues to be involved and maybe get some more targets. But I would wait and see because otherwise I think if you throw him in now, it's going to be kind of one of those boomer bust guys. Mm -hmm. Where you're frustrated every week you start him and you're frustrated every week you bench him. Do you have you been there? Like, can you think of there's one that jumps out to me? Um, who? Sammy Watkins. Watkins. Anytime I drafted Sammy Watkins back when he was relevant now, not now, <laughs> not now, <laughs> but anytime I drafted him when I started him, he I would put him on my bench because I'd have better receivers and he'd have like a 30 point game. And I'm like, oh, I gotta start him, and then he'd have two. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like get him out of there. And then you have a 30 point game. Yes. The incons- and, oh, it's frustrating. Those wide receivers where they do, you see 20 below 10, 20 below yeah. 10. You don't, it's so inconsistent. Yeah. Um, and frustrating. Yes. So you just said that Mims is, is currently the 24th ranked, 24th ranked wide receiver. I'm, I'm sorry. I think you said the 24th ranked. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm just slurring my words here. Um, <laughs> we are a whiskey show. So. <laughs> well, it's not because of whiskey. Jaden Reed right now is the 26th ranked wide receiver. Um, two weeks in, and it looks like Reed could be one of Love's favorite targets. Um, this week against the Falcons, he had 32% of the target share. Well, that was only four catches for 37 yards. It was good for two touchdowns. Yeah. So a huge target share, but that wasn't a ton of targets or catches, I guess. No, but it wasn't. <laughs> do you think Love's the guy? I It's too soon. It's too soon. I said this last week, and yes, maybe there's another, like, 
is another good week, but I just think it's a little soon. I think if you have him, keep him and see. Yeah. I don't um, want him to be. Don't get no. me wrong. I think he's going to, I mean, he's looking like he's going to do just fine in this offense, taking over for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know they just lost the game, but love still threw three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. That they always have a quarterback that's competent. <laughs> and I'm not saying Fields isn't competent. I think Fields it's a coaching is. issue with Fields, but mm-hmm. it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. If you look at their three receipt or three quarterbacks between Favre, Rogers, now Love, and mm-hmm. how many the Bears have had in that time, oh, it irks me. I know. So Jaden Reed is only rostered in 13.9% of leagues in ESPN, 19% for sleeper. I think I would go between 10 and 15% of your fab, depending on your wide receiver needs. Yeah, it makes sense. If you, yeah, if you really need him, uh, I would, I would definitely throw some cash out to get him. One more, I just wanted to mention real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about him long, but after two decent weeks on the Lions, Josh Reynolds, everybody's going to be running to pick him up. I feel like because this Lions offense can move the ball. However, this is his mo. He has like three or four good weeks, and then he just falls off the face of the team, and. So I would be hesitant to use a waiver, a top waiver spot or to use a bunch of fab on him. I know he did well, but my bet is that he's not going to continue averaging those types mm-hmm. of points. I kind of feel like this is like, it's kind of predictable some weeks, like who's going to go off the waiver wires. And I'm trying to remember who it was last week that was like, everybody's going to go for this guy. So I'm going to just let him go and I'm going to go for who, you know, you went for Mr. Rashid. Shahid. I did. I did. Um, and I don't know why Puka. I'm blanking. Puka Nakua. Puka. Puka was the top waiver. Yeah. Wire ad, I believe. Um, I no, I went for Rashid instead yeah. of Puka. I, I don't know. Which looks like a mistake right now, but we'll right see. now in the leagues that where it's waiver order and not fab. Yeah. I, you just I'm assuming you everybody looks at that order <laughs> to know where they're at, but I knew where things were going to fall. And those that know where to find it probably do. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to get with our family <laughs> again. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so let's... far, Shahid, no catches. Just a reminder, Puka had 15 today. <laughs> I know. And I'm, I'm just hoping yeah. that he pays off. Yep. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of tight ends because it's one of the most frustrating positions in fantasy football, but we it's an even, important one because you have to start a tight end. We were even sweating um, in the listener league. We have Travis Kelsey and we were sweating that because he had zero points for a long time. Mm-hmm. He Some was a was, gamble. He was a yeah. gamble because they even said that, that he'd he was be on a pitch count. Yeah. And some was, some is off with Kansas city. I mean, 10 targets for Travis Kelsey. He caught four. That's unusual for him and Mahomes to be that far off. Did you get a touchdown, though, that saved our our butts? I mean, we still lost by a lot, but at least we got a touchdown out of him. So <laughs> In our listener league, we have yeah. Mahomes and Kelsey. Yes. He still was the fifth-ranked tight end so far, not counting these two games of the week. Mm-hmm. So, And that was on a pitch count. We'll see how he does going forward. But anyways... Sorry, I got distracted for a second because Jill says, I still don't know what a waiver is. And Nick said, first, Jill, you must understand what is fantasy football. Nick, she's 2-0, so. I think I'd back down. Yeah, she <laughs> might attack you because she is 2-0. Anyways, tight ends, Zach Ertz. Two weeks in a row, Zach Ertz has been one of the top tight ends in target share. He had 33% last week, which is a 
huge target share, mm-hmm. 28% this week. And each of those, it's been good for six catches. Now, the yards weren't really there week one, but he had, did have 56 yesterday. We originally said stay away from Cardinals players, but Josh mm-hmm. Dobbs has looked like he can maybe support these players. Uh, you know, I think the organization wants to tank. But you have to realize Josh Dobbs is playing for next year. He's playing to hopefully be on a team next year, even if it's as a backup. So he did look good against the Giants. I mean, they jumped to a huge lead. They ended up losing the game. But still, Zach Ertz is the eighth-ranked tight end. He's rostered in 47.3% of leagues in ESPN and only 17 in sleeper. Mm -hmm. He's the eighth-ranked tight end. That's one of those things that doesn't make sense to me. Even in a 10-person league, he's in the top 10, and he is not rostered. In most oh, yeah, of out of them. two weeks, though. Let's just clarify. This is two no, weeks. I, I understand that. Because I do not see Ertz. Okay, long term, end of the season, Ertz, Ertz is not going to be in a, the top 10. He's uh, not going to be in the top 10. Well, that does mean, though. Bet. Bet. In <laughs> no, not top 10. Would, hang on. Let me write it down. Not top 10. And like you said, like they have set themselves. I don't that. I agree with that. I don't think he's going to remain <laughs> in the top 10, but he is right But you're now. like, you're scolding everybody. Like he's top, he's number eight well, right now out of two weeks. The majority of leagues are 12 team leagues. If he had a he, good, honestly. I'm talking to America right now. No, I'm interrupting you talking to America right now. Because after week one, Ertz having a good game, that's a reaction pickup. Because thinking about Ertz long term for your team doesn't make sense to me. Uh, if he continues this target share. But is he going to? And like you said, like we even talked about this. The Cardinals set up their season to like, I think look like they were like openly and half tanking percent. before this started, even before the season even started. I know. But again, I think Dobbs doesn't want to tank because he's playing for a job. And that makes sense. But at what point are the coaches going to be like, hey, play well, but lose <laughs> well, he's still losing they're zero and two i know but but i think it's such a thin position Ertz mm-hmm. is worth grabbing if you have the room i don't I, know I, if we're I gonna would, monitor this i don't obviously. know why i'm not saying he's gonna stay at top 10 but i think his target share is gonna stay up there and he's going to be relevant 12 person league is the most common mm-hmm. even in a 10 person two people are sitting out there with a tight end that's doing worse than Ertz. Well, right yeah now. and if you had picked up Ertz and started him you're looking really smart but I don't think that that's sustainable. Which I did. Um, did you start him? Yeah. is a flex in a deep league. But okay. still. I, I would stash <laughs> him for next week. I'm nervous about the Cardinals surviving the Cowboys game. That Cowboys uh-huh. defense has looked really good. But if you're des- if you're if you punted, I guess, on tight end and you're mm-hmm. just kind of rolling through them, I would do 10% fab on Ertz right now. Yeah, if you got Pitts. Okay, I would start Ertz over Pitts and rely on Ertz for that. There you go. <laughs> I'm not saying he didn't look good. I'm not saying he hasn't been helpful in fantasy the last two, two weeks. I just, I don't know. I'm going to talk about Hunter Henry. Okay. We- then uh, Michael Chernisky, I see your question. We'll get to it right after this. Okay. So he's on our waivers twice in a row because... And again, this is two weeks, so I don't know if this is... Because not enough people listen to you. Is this what we're about to hear? (laughs) But I just got done scolding you about Ertz and only two weeks. But he's the second-ranked tight end right now. He's only rostered in 34.6% of leagues, which it's... I don't know. It's the second-ranked tight end right now. I've seen him on waivers, even in some deeper leagues, but I think that he should be rostered right now. and. 
he's what did I just say? 34.6 in ESPN, but 48% in sleeper. Yeah. So sleeper people are rostering him a little higher. I would go fab 15 to 20%, depending on who your tight end is and the t- whatever you need for help at tight end. I think Henry is the real deal. And I think yeah. Mac Jones is going to keep him relevant. I, think I so. do not think Hunter Henry is comparable to Zach Ertz in any way. I think he is much better than Zach Ertz. I would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree with that. And this Bill O'Brien offense, mm-hmm. it's weird to watch the Patriots throw the ball so much with Mac Jones, but it looks like they want to continue to spread, run the spread Mm -hmm. formation, throw the ball. And Henry, he is a good tight end. I mean, he's one of those guys that we know he's talented. It just hasn't always been Mm -hmm. fantasy success. And I agree. I think he's going to continue to be fantasy relevant this year. I I had like my, my argument for him and I just ripped you apart for a similar argument on Ertz. I was just like, Oh, this is not, I'm just like sounding like a hypocrite here, but it's a completely different offense than Arizona. Yeah. Different quarterback. Like it's Agreed. just different. And I think Hunter Henry is much better. Yeah. Much better coaching uh, for new England. Mm-hmm. Um, you're welcome, Cody for that. So, <laughs> And Cody would tell you that more people have Hunt Henry rostered and sleeper because sleeper is better. That's what Cody well, would tell you. Shout out mm-hmm. to Cody Zeeb. We got a couple questions rolling in uh, here. I, I would just want to wait, oh, wait, wait, sorry, really sorry, quick. Sorry. I'm very sorry, everybody, but more people, have Hunter Henry rostered in Sleeper because Sleeper is better. More people have Zach Ertz rostered in ESPN because Sleeper is better. <laughs> Just yeah. want to close that out with that argument. It is interesting <laughs> for sure. So, a couple questions here. Michael Chernisky says, What do you think about trading Swift for James Conner in an eight man dynasty? He's got Tony Pollard, Derek Henry, and Bajan in front of Swift. Arguably, he goes. Brian or Bajan Robinson, who's better than Swift as well. Yeah, I mean, I think Swift just had a career game for the Eagles. Gainwell's going to be back, and I think that's going to be kind of a bit of a crowded backfield. Mm-hmm. I don't think Swift is going to have a game like that every week. Whereas James Conner for the Cardinals, they're going to keep feeding him the ball. Uh, he's going to continue to be their mm-hmm. lead running back. And I don't know if Swift will be. I mean, there's a reason they only gave him one carry. Yeah, and I don't see him. So I, I think, think this, I like Connor better. Yeah, this is a good time to capitalize on Swift's really good game, which your Uncle Paul tried to do with me. And I was like, uh, not so no. fast, my friend. <laughs> he um, he backed it up. He was really trying to be convincing. He was. Uh, Michael added, I don't trust Swift in the Eagles offense. And I think Connor's going to get a stupid amount of carries in Arizona. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Menace 2012 says, should I trade Amon Ra for Jamar Chase? Oof, that's rough. That is difficult. <laughs> if you think Chase is going to pick it back up, maybe. But I think Jamar, or Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they're going to kind of eat into each other's workload continuously. Whereas I think Amon Ra, he's going to continue to be the guy for the Lions minus TJ Hawkinson. So I think I like going with Amon Ra instead. What do you think? Pick it's, it's, it's hard for me. And that's a hard pick, but yeah. I, I don't know. You don't know. I th- because at this before the season, I was I would not have said that. Right. Well, Joe Burrow potentially I going know. to be out a couple weeks mm-hmm. as well. That's going to affect the long-term fantasy value of Jamar. And I just, I think there's a lot of options in that Bengals offense. I think right now is without knowing for sure how long um, Burrow will be out. out. If you want to do that trade, it's a really good time to do it. (laughs) Right. Hawkinson is not on the Lions anymore. He's the Vikings. (laughs) I meant Laporta. 
Laporta is eating into that target share, but otherwise it is, it's a Monra. Laporta is not taking the, and I'm like, going to pull up the target share right now. All right. Hold on. Like we said a little bit ago, uh, Josh Reynolds, he's been successful. I don't expect that to continue. Um, we're pulling up the stats real quick. You're scrolling, you're scrolling. Here we I go. Know. Here. Sorry. <laughs> 21% and 28% of the target share for Amon Ross St. Brown. That's he's in week got one the majority of the yeah. target share. And then Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs in week two. So mm -hmm. just looking at that uh, target share, I definitely would want to keep him on Ross St. Brown. You want to scroll to Cincinnati real quick for me? Yep. So Jamar Chase, again, big target share. But T. Higgins has had a, he had a bigger target share. T. Higgins, 31%. Jamar Chase in week two, 21%. 29% in week one. Yeah. It's He's not. That's a tough one for me. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, Jamar it, Chase it's has not been really, so that, disappointing. That, um, I'm going to say that that target share is not equating to fantasy points. Right. No, agreed. Agreed. Because he hasn't gotten in the end zone yet. Hasn't had a lot of yards. It is interesting. I saw three different people today traded Jamar Chase for Puka Nakua. Ooh. Yeah, they're off the chase train. Oh wow! And traded him for Puka, so that is interesting. I I don't know. I would trade Jamar Chase to get him on Ross St. Brown. I don't know if I would. I I would not trade him to get Puka. Puka has had two really good games for you in fantasy, like about seventeen and over twenty points um, each week. So I just think I don't know. That's a it's a ballsy trade. Ballsy trade. Here's because it's, I want Nakua to continue to do well, but it's just two weeks. Yeah. When Cup comes back, it'll be interesting to see mm -hmm. what happens with Coop, uh, Puka. Puka. Menace also trading CMC and Waddle for Bijan, Amonra, and Kenneth Walker. What do you think of that deal? Trading. Okay. Who is he trading again? For trading CMC and Waddle. Or Bajan, I love those players. <laughs> Amonra, I know it's hard to get rid of CMC, but Bajan had and, well, a hell of I a like game. Uh, yeah. Um, pull up Bajan's stats right here because mm -hmm. we've said the Falcons are going to run the shit out of the ball. Sorry, I we didn't dollar. see it in week one. No, but uh, last week, 19 carries, 124 yards. Also had four receptions for 48 yards. And <laughs> I, I like, I, and then you get Kenneth Walker. So. I'm looking at this like Bajan and Kenneth Walker will outscore CMC. The two of them combined will outscore CMC's points by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And then you're getting Amon Ra for Waddle, which, which I also, I mean, I, they're both good. But I, I do like that. Yeah. I like that. I do like the, the trade. Yeah. It's hard to get rid of a guy like CMC, but I don't, yeah, replacing him with is... two running backs that could remain relevant with Bajan and Kenneth Walker. I think Did that's he say a good like what kind of a league this is? No, no, no indication. Is this PPR? No, I meant like oh. or keeper or keeper, a keeper league. Yes, I know what you mean. But <laughs> I always so, think about that, too, for the long term, because we're so used to keeper leagues. And I think so many people are actually doing redrafts. I know we're just keepers. Almost I think all I, we do. that is basically all we do, except yeah. for like our pirate and our 12 man PPR redraft. redraft. So especially okay. in a 12 person, I like getting two running backs for the price of one. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at just points that you could get out of this season, because others I was gonna say like the Bajan for long term too. Oh yeah, Bajan. Yeah, but um, I like the trade. I say do it. Pull the trigger. It's it's a crazy trade too. At the same time, I feel like <laughs> right. it's crazy getting rid of CMC. I know, right? but I do like 
the points that you could get out of. Yeah, agreed. So Troy Jensen checking in, Travis Etienne, and De- DeAndre Hopkins for Jamar Chase. Are you mm. getting Chase or getting Etienne and D-Hop? I would not trade away Etienne. I would not. I would not do that. Yeah. We ju- we're just talking about how bad Jamar Chase is looking. Like he is high on the target share for that team, but it's yeah. not equating to fantasy right now. People are trading him away. <laughs> yep. Troy would be getting Chase. I would keep ETN and D Hop. Yeah. Uh, I myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially again, monitor that Joe Burrow injury. See if that's just going to be a one week thing, if it might linger. He had this injury already in preseason. He's a, now he's already re-aggravated at once to the point he might miss mm-hmm. games. This could linger all year. It could. We don't know though. It might right. not. And I Unless think that's why the... I think there's going to be a lot of Jamar Chase <laughs> trades going yeah. on right now because well, he's been we're bad. Unknown. Yeah, and it's an unknown time too. Like it's not definite. I'm trying to remember what league Burrow I have is going to be. But... How long Burrow is going to be injured for? Yeah. No. I. I mean. A lot of people, including myself in a league, spent a top pick on him, and he's the 58th ranked wide receiver right now. Now, I expect him to bounce back some, but I don't know if he's going to bounce back enough to make it worth it, especially getting rid of ETN, who I know had a bad game last week, but that whole game was weird uh, with the Jags Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And D-Hop, is, he was supposed to be injured. He ended up playing, but I think... I think he's going to be, I mean, he's still a really good talent. I don't know if I love the fact that Ryan Tannehill's throwing to him. So I guess if you don't like that at all, if you, I guess I'll look at it this way. If you're really stacked at running backs and you need some wide receiver help outside of D hop, then maybe it's a good deal. But if it makes you too thin on running backs, I don't think I'd do it. Thoughts. Oh, and if it makes him thin, no. Yeah. Uh, I do like ETN. Alex. Checking in. Not sure if I should hit the panic button yet. Going to be 0-2 and keep having bad luck with having players on my bench outproduce my starting lineup. I I hate when that happens. That's one of the worst parts of fantasy football, in my opinion. Had Moster and Swift on my bench outscore starting running backs ETN Pierce and Montgomery. I think that was more of an anomaly. Uh, Moster had a really good game. I don't know if Swift is going to have that good of a carry with Gainwell back. Do you agree? I agree. Um, I wouldn't panic yet. Now, always be looking to see if you can improve your team. Uh, that's something you always have to look at. But I, I definitely wouldn't panic. I've been 0-2 in many leagues and ended up sneaking into the playoffs. So, all right. Thanks for sending the questions in. Thanks for checking in. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hit the like button. That helps us a lot. So we appreciate you checking in and uh, continue to ask questions if you have them. But for now, Oh, I better start pouring some whiskey. You better start pouring. I didn't. Can you uh, walk through the biggest pickups? Messing up our toothpaste. <laughs> messing up our toothpaste. Can you uh, walk through the, the the biggest pickups and drops on sleeper? Yes. And then I'll get us uh, poured some whiskey. Yeah, I'll buy you some time there. Some of the biggest pickups on sleeper um, this past week. Josh Reynolds um, picked up in 417.2 thousand leagues. Yeah. Yeah, that just seems crazy. But yes, Josh Reynolds, <laughs> we just talked about him a little bit ago. Um, Kyron Williams, 333.5 thousand pickups. Zach Moss, 200,000. Nico Collins, which I feel like this isn't, maybe he was already being picked up. Well, he should have been rostered. 
He should have been, but 182.2 thousand. Tutu Atwal, 162.3 thousand. That's not someone we've talked about on the show yet. Yeah, I don't like the long-term value of Tutu. I know the Rams mm-hmm. moved the ball, but that's that's Puka and Cooper show. If you're if you're kind of desperation play, you could look at Tutu, but I I I'm just gonna pull up his pull up old Tutu. Yeah, Tutu. <laughs> Hi, do you have an order you would like to try these in? While yeah, we should go rye. No, you oh. should end with rye because it's spice, spicy. Well, when we've had distillers on, we always start with rye. Do we always start with the rye? No, yeah. we should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then go to... Bourbon and then the double barrel, I think. Double barrel. Yeah. Higher proof at the end. Yeah, I think so. Why did I think we start, ended with rye? We Cause, ended with rye with one she's person. she's had a crazy shh, long day. No, I don't know. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> what was I doing? Tutu. You're going to look up tutu. Going to tutu. I can get you real quick here. No, I got it. I got it. Um, he race. did 11.2 fantasy points. Yeah. This week, uh, 14.9. He, okay, he's getting 17. He got 17 point, Just 17%. No point. <laughs> of the target share. 22% of the share week one. He had a better game week one. 14.9 mm-hmm. points. 11.7 I just think that two. Puka has been outperforming and overshadowing that a little bit. But that is still fantasy relevant. Yeah. And could be a good flex. True. Anyway, I just need to look just, at that because I've been... Focus so much more on Puka. I think week five. I mean, you can still get a couple weeks out of Tutu. Mm-hmm. But what's with these names? Puka and Tutu. Puka um, and Tutu. <laughs> you could still get that. But I think week five, Cup will be back. And then you're going to see that whole offense mm-hmm. change a little bit with the target shares and the production. Because Cup has shown when healthy, it doesn't matter if you double cover him or whatever. Mm-hmm. He is uh, covered. And some of the biggest drops on sleepers, Cam Akers was dropped in over 100,000 leagues. Joshua Kelly dropped in almost 100,000 leagues. Odell Beckham is being dropped in 78,000. Deion Jackson being dropped in 70,000 leagues. And Zay Jones in 68,500. RD checking in. I'm late, but I'm sure you were amazing. Thank you, RD. He also said, Tutu, let's get J-Mark in a Tutu. If Tutu happen to finish, <laughs> if he finishes in the top 20 of receivers by the end of the year, since I'm saying he won't remain relevant like this, I will wear a Tutu. Bet. Bet. <laughs> um, anyways, two games going on right now, so we're going to get through this whiskey and get you on your way. What What are you giving me here? Oh, I didn't mean to hand you the empty cup. My, my <laughs> What are you doing? We got the rye first here. You want to walk through it while I do... Did you want me to try all of them at once or how you want? I don't know how we want to do this, but I have some background and information for y'all that I want to share. We're still in National Bourbon Heritage Month. So like I said earlier, we had, we didn't. I I said earlier that we had bourbon in our old fashioned, but it was only a half truth. Hang on before you start going. We got to kick this off the right way. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Knock, knocking on heaven's door. Heaven's door. <laughs> it That's is. what we're drinking. And so what we are drinking, I you should go to heavensdoor.com. There's a ton of information on their whiskeys and the art and their distillery um, and some of their limited releases that they have right now. But Heaven's Door, it's, it's a collection of handcrafted American whiskeys that were co-created 
with Bob Dylan and master blender Ryan Perry. And I want to give credit to their master distiller as well, Ken Pierce. Um, he was a huge part of the creation of 1792 Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Mm-hmm. So that's oh. who they have as okay. their master distiller. And I was reading, and I didn't have this in my notes here, but they they started with the distillery in like 2017, and they actually started producing bourbon in 2018. Um, but the Heaven's Door Distillery is located in Pleasureville, Kentucky, on over 160 <laughs> beautiful acres. Um, there's a lot of pictures online too, and it's. I don't know for sure. I can't find anything, which is really weird. I even went on their Insta trying to find out, like, is this distillery open or not? Because on their website. Were you Googling Pleasureville? I did not Google Pleasureville, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> I don't. Let's You're don't do it. concerned with that. <laughs> but they said that they were opening the distillery to the public in, like, spring or May of 2024. But then I saw something that said in September 2023, and I did find an Insta post that kind of backs that they're opening this fall. I don't know if they're open yet or not, but they're going to have a visitor center with tasting rooms, and it just it looks like an amazing place to visit. So I know we'll be visiting. I I love visiting Pleasureville. (laughs) You've never been to just never (laughs) (laughs) enough. Um, they also have a location and venue in Louisville, Kentucky. So today, like I told you that we are doing their like their trilogy. Um, I want collection. Uh, collection. Thank you. I was like, it's not a pack and it's not a bundle. It's a collection. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> and we're doing their straight bourbon whiskey, which is a 92 proof. Uh, their double barrel whiskey, which is 100 proof. And their straight rye whiskey, which is 92 proof. Um. Before we get into those a little bit, I'm just going to hold up. This is the bottle of the straight rye. You me throw yeah, up there. You, you throw that up there. Um, These are small bottles in the They are because they it, in the collection. My hands are not massive. So each bottle in the collection that we're trying today showcases one of the welded iron gates that Bob Dylan created in his Black Buffalo Ironworks studio. Interesting. Um, I didn't know he was a welder no, iron he's like, he's creator. The, he's the complete well-rounded artist he's a musician he's a painter he's a writer um he's a poet which kind of goes I, I guess it's different they did, did he know it yeah <laughs> um and now he is a whiskey blender co-creator um anyway uh, he's a sculptor i read hmm. that too he does it all wow he did i say he's a painter i might I have think said so. that um but yeah, so one of the things that I found cool about these gates that he's welded is that he's used objects collected from farms and scrapyards across the U.S. to make them. So it's stuff that he's collected. And, it's a talent I wish I had. But yeah, if you look at these, it's like, um, and, and like he even said, it's everything from farm equipment to kitchen utensils to antique firearms to chains, axes, and wheels. Wow. So these, it's pretty neat. Um, so anyway, that's what you see on their bottles, if you've seen the bottles. And our collection, if you go online right now, their collection looks a little different than ours. Um, and the whiskeys have changed a little bit. So I don't have, like right now, they're, they're straight bourbon whiskey. Sorry. I know. <laughs> it was it's a like, I don't bit, have. I know. I like to be. 
dramatic. Correct. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, their their straight bourbon whiskey is their revival whiskey. Okay. Um, that's their ninety two proof bourbon. It's aged for six years in New American oak, which is a requirement to be bourbon. It yeah. has to be New American oak. Barrels. Correct. Um. Did you try that? And which one is that for me? We did the rye first. We're oh, doing we did rye, the rye first. I'm remember? gonna move to the rye. I have this the in the rye. The rye. Here you in go. The I don't order. get a lot on the nose. Um. So oh, this, first. if you're looking, this is their refuge. But <laughs> this, what we're trying, is completely different from their refuge. Their straight rye whiskey right now. They're 92 proof. It's a still a 100% rye mash bill, but it is finished in sherry casks. And these. This from this collection that we have, which is you can't get this collection at least online anymore, like because mm -hmm. it is now their refuge is their straight rye. Um, this is um aged in hand or finished in hand toasted oak cigar barrels from Vosges, France. And I don't get a lot on the nose, but I do get a little bit of a tobacco cigar tobacco taste mm -hmm. with it. It's very easy drinker. It's almost mm -hmm. got a little bit of a sweetness to it. Not it a rye spice, but more of a sweetness. In I, my there's opinion. spice there a little bit, but there's more sweet that I get. And then I have a, I feel like I just had like a, a small little puff on a cigar, you know, just, well, you didn't drink all yours yet. No. Down the hatch woman. I'm not taking a shot of it. You don't, we had people do game. that at the it uh, kills me when people don't appreciate <laughs> the expo they were taking shots but these were the glasses we were using i know we have like we have hundreds of these little communion cups is what they are <laughs> drinking whiskey out and of our I communion just didn't cups want to carry a bunch of glasses to yeah to here. so what'd you think it's you good get... it has a little bit of bitiness to it really i get i don't i do Maybe it's because I'm a cigar guy and you're not oh, really a cigar person. I think I might know why. Why? I just, just never mind. But I. Where'd you go? <laughs> just put my head down for a minute. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it's very warming. It has that nice spice. And I do like it has a little bit of an interesting finish. And that's probably from those cigar barrels, but it's good. Yeah. It's, it's a good interesting. Yeah. It's a little oh, different. for sure. So what are we going to next? The what bourbon. did you put? The bur just the straight bourbon, which straight bourbon is the revival, which the, I talked about. Yeah. And from what I can tell online, this hasn't changed from what we're drinking. So it is the age for six years in New American Oak. Um, there's not a lot more than that. So it's just like, in my opinion, from what I've read of the description, well, there's nothing. I think my nose crazy. must be having some issues because is that this one? I'm not smelling much. Yeah, that back one there. I'm not smelling much, by the way. Sorry, get back here. Uh, <laughs> if you couldn't hear that, because I just realized I was way far away from my mic. Um, I'm not getting a lot on the nose, so I think I'm a little plugged. Josiah says he loves cigars. Cubans are his favorite. And uh, Jamie would like to know why. But anyways, it's... this did you smell it? You got to be my nose, because I can't smell anything. I got the Rona. Um... I can tell you what I taste, though. Vanilla. You smell vanilla? Vanilla uh, and corn. Vanilla corn instead of caramel corn. We <laughs> vanilla and corn. Vanilla corn. Um, I get a nice smokiness to this one. Not smell, taste. These are mm. such small tasters. Do you get like some smokiness? No, it's sweet. 
we're getting completely different things here. I had sweet on the last one. I'm getting smokiness on no, this, this one. It tastes sweet. It tastes sweet. I like this better than the rye. There you go, folks. When you're drinking whiskey, no matter how you think it tastes, <laughs> you're right. No matter what you pick up from it, you're right. Did you hear me? I like, you like it better than the rye. Which is unusual for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a lot, too. It's, it's a really nice, easy-drinking bourbon. It's nice and smoky. You ready for this? I haven't poured this Yeah, we yet. have to share this one because I just grabbed, I thought. I'll use my bourbon cup. Okay. Here we go. These are so, these are much too small to share. <laughs> it's a half ounce, right? Half ounce. Yes. Anyway, um, so this is the double barrel whiskey. It's their 100 Which proof whiskey. And we're already about out of. Yep, we are. <laughs> and wait, these are just 200 milliliter bottles. Yes. Um. So it, this one is, well, I don't know if it's ours. So. Because I can't get information on what ours is, like going off of the box, it said it's comprised of three diff- a blend of three different whiskeys. Their current one online right now is their Revelation, is what their double barrel whiskey is. And that one is comprised of a unique blend of two different bourbons and one straight rye um, whiskey. And But they are aged six years. And then the double barrel comes in because it's then finished again in a hand-toasted new American oak barrels for a secondary aging process of at least a year. Sorry, real quick, Wesley. Bourbon, cigars, and football. Great combination. (laughs) 100% agree. Three of my favorite things. Uh, This one is really good. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I guess I'm agreeing, but mm -hmm. um, we have it in our old fashions. I, I made the old fashioned with this one because I felt like that hundred proof would definitely stand up to an old fashioned. Yeah. Stand up in it yeah. and stand out. Stand up, stand out. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the old fashioned? You didn't say anything, but it, yours is gone. Well, it went down easy. Did you quick. like it? Yeah, it was pretty good. Didn't have an I orange did it in it. I did. I put a lot of orange. I did heavy on the bitters because we didn't have um, an orange, an orange peel to put in it, but I put extra orange bitters in it, but I used an herbal, um, syrup instead of a sugar cube. Mm-hmm. So to give, I don't know, <laughs> give it a little bit of, give it a little bit of, mm-hmm. there must just be something going on. Cause I'm getting smokiness. Are you out getting of this. sick? Maybe I'm getting smokiness out of this guy. We just spent a weekend with children. That's a great way to get sick. <laughs> well, germ boxes worth it though. Mm-hmm. What do you get out of this one? I get a lot of corn. A lot actually. Of corn. And Oak corn and Oak. Sorry. Um, it's oak coming through. Sorry. <laughs> I was saying corn, but I meant the oak. It's very oaky. That's pretty very good. oaky. I like it. Um, mm-hmm. it is very oaky. I get some smokiness out of it. I can get where you're getting corn. I like the bourbon the best. It's out not of so it's not sweet like the first no. Uh, no. The straight bourbon is sweet, but this is also a blend, so there's supposed to be, yeah, two bourbons and rye. If you buy their revelation right now. This one, I'm not sure if it's changed since they kind of rebranded these. Not mm-hmm. re- kind of rebrand, not rebranding. Seems to like, be some something different with them, mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah, yeah, because like everything is the same. The same gate is on the bottles, but now it's the revelation, and there's different information than what this pack. And when you go online to buy this trilogy collection, it it is different, a little bit different whiskey in them. Yeah. No, I like them though. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? The bourbon? Yeah, the bourbon. Bourbon is my favorite as well. They also have a really neat, if you're online, a bootleg series where it's Bob Dylan art. 
like the whole bottle is covered in one of his paintings. Yeah. And it's in a nice like leather case and everything. And nice. they have right now they're really marketing their decade series, which is a 10 year aged. Um, I don't remember if it's bourbon or a blend, probably a blend. Wow. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. like to try that. We forgot to show this one. I like this one the best with the crow on it. I don't know if you can see the crow in there, but um, mm. these are interesting. Even more interesting to hear they're off of his own creations and stuff. And very unique. And stuff. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. Shout <laughs> out to uh, Bob Dylan, the man of many talents. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people in the chat have are fans of at least something of his, mm-hmm. right? So you got anything else to add? Because we're we got both we games have going. games to get to, guys. <laughs> Are there any more questions? I don't have anything more to add. This is good whiskey. I really like the bourbon, though. Highly if you recommend were gonna it if you go try get it. one. I would just get the straight bourbon whiskey, which is their revival. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent recommend it. This was very good. Um, your your old fashioned is not gone. It's not, but it will be. I'm taking it to the game. Taking it to the game, going once. Going twice. Soul. Old fashioned football.